Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everybody. We are back with more of The Prisoner. Tonight's episode was called... Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. This one is... Uh, hmm. <laughs> so th- this is kind of one of the most uh, espionage ones we've had in a while, it feels yes, like. Yes, and it, it threw you deep in very quick. Yes, this one did not even have the normal... Well, it had like half of the normal intro. I'm not sure if that's because they, they just had so much story they wanted to get in this one, or if it was plot relevant. They threw you in so fast that I'm not sure if there was... At first I thought, oh, they must, they must have some sort of reason why they're not doing going through the whole thing. Eh, I don't know. I think it might just be they, they wanted to get to the story faster. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. Or maybe just at this point they figure, if you're watching this... <laughs> you gotta know something. You gotta know something. We're not gonna recap the whole thing for you. And they recap some other stuff in the middle of wiping his brain. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, so a quick, I guess, summary? Plot? So not, I don't know. Basically, there's this cool thing where they can flip, they can switch people's brains, but they don't know how to reverse it, I guess. Apparently. So they switch number six with someone else's brain so he can go back and basically be so, they know he's so intense that he's going to find a way to try to fix it. Yeah, fix get his body back. And we learned a lot, like, this is the most personal history we've ever had for... For number six? Yeah. yeah we, ironically, given that is then actually his normal face that we're seeing go through all this, but he's back at his apartment. Apparently, he had a fiancé. Yeah. And uh, who didn't know where he's been for apparently a year. I'm curious how much of his memory... They also talked about having, like, having an amnesia thing where you forget certain amount. So I don't know if he even... I don't think he knew about the village. He didn't seem he, like he did. He would pursue... Because here's the thing. If he knew about the village... He would know it's all a giant plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he so, was he was not as suspicious as he as he has would become. have been. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good that's a good point. Like the as soon as he finds out the doctor guy who invented this whole technique, and the the doctor guy's like, okay, someone is using you to to find me. Probably is mm-hmm. it is it your allies or is it your enemy? Anything is his enemy. But that's a good point. It, if he had thought about the village, if he knew about the people behind the village, he might not have even tracked the doctor down he would have might have focused on exposing the village yeah. which is what he had done previously previously when he had gotten all the way to london which is it was interesting like thematic thing that like he can never actually prove who he is yeah like identity is something at least in this show you can't really prove because there's so many they're so deep into the espionage and mind tricks and things that, like they could have found out anything through yeah. hypnosis or truth serum or or what have you like just information that's knowing information itself does not prove who you are yeah and so he's he's back in London with his face, but his fiance doesn't recognize him. Of course, his, his fiance is the only one that does end up actually admitting it's him. Yeah, essentially, and not through information. Yeah, through <laughs> through kisses. Yes, apparently. yes, there you go. Apparently, kisses uh, speak louder than the words. Uh, <laughs> but one, I don't know, inconsistency. One question I have about all this is, well, I guess I should look it up. Does this take place before the last time he actually got to London? Yeah, I was trying to figure that one out because someone would have rented his apartment previously, which would seem like that would cause some problems. Yeah, well, and they didn't, they never referenced, like, look, we saw you once before. and Well, they wouldn't, if they don't trust it's him, I'm not sure they would re- admit that to him. Well, that's. I mean, I, I think you point. could get around that. I mean, okay, so this was, see, is this the 13th episode? Yes. Broadcaster? Yeah, okay. But and honestly, most of the fan orders place it kind of close to the same points, 12 to 15. I see two number 12s and two number 13s, which is right where this was. Whereas, what was the other one where he had been in London? Oh, many hyper returns. No, yeah. they still rank that one. Most people still rank that as earlier. I, I think there are some, like, 
is a little foul, but I think you could explain most of it away if you needed to. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, we've talked recently about how some of this is kind of like, it feels more tended to be kind of mosaic than yeah. like real strict chronology. But I think it's I think it's possible that they could have written out his apartment, but made sure the late lady didn't visit at that time or whatever. Yeah, that's possible. And then they're not going to tell tell anyone to a guy they think might be a might be a spy. I, yeah. So I, I can buy that. I mean, it, I guess most the thing I question the most is when he went straight back to his original agency. We saw him like go through the whole like no pounding and par- yeah. the whole parking garage thing, and yeah. he asked for someone very specifically. Which I don't know they ever he they ever name dropped in the previous yeah. episode. Yeah, there's some there's some inconsistency in the larger world. I, yeah. Not inconsistency, but I mean, I guess if you're going off the idea that his memory has been affected somewhat, mm. so that he he maybe in the previous time he would have contacted someone different because he remembered that he had been gone for some period of time, That's whereas true. now he's not sure what's going on that's that's true that's true i think so you can ahead canon your way out of it i think <laughs> i guess so. i mean like you know it would have been nice if this was a source show to give you some little hints about why he wasn't doing that mm-hmm. like i think the hardest thing was this episode in the first 10 minutes you have to follow very quickly what's going on it's very disorienting and i think partly on purpose but it's almost just a smidge too disorienting. Yeah, we, we actually paused it because at one moment Natasha had left the room and she was like, did I miss something? <laughs> um, and I had seen a brief Senate synopsis of this episode on Wikipedia through all my, at some point when I was checking the episode order or something. So I think I had a little bit, that gave me a, a clue into what was happening with the, the mind swap thing. But yeah. it wasn't clear at first because that, that had happened. Because we never actually saw them side by side doing the mind swap I, thing. I do feel like time must have been part of an issue in this one just because. Mm. It could be. I mean, it was a little odd. This guy that they brought into the village to basically take on number six's mind. Mm-hmm. I think they call him the colonel or something. Um, yeah. they, they showed him the process like, um, here's two empty chairs and we're going to do this on. Why you go through the pr- trouble of just showing of showing him when they're just gonna do it? That was yeah, the part that, that was, was, that was, that was weird. strange. Maybe to make it more disorder. I I do think the beginning was when he wakes up and he's a different face. We're supposed to feel some of the disorientation of number six. That makes. So sense. I think that's some of it. But and you got it. Eventually, he started unwinding. It just yeah took a while. And we were we paused. We were like, wait, are we supposed to understand this yet or not? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think we would have got there without pausing eventually. Probably. But anyway, it's, it was an interesting episode because they, they use him to accomplish a different sort of goal. Yeah, that's true. Trying to find a, a specific scientist that they're... Because they, they know that he's he doesn't submit. He just gets done what needs to get done. I think that's uh-huh. really why they pick him because he, they can't break him. They're like, well, he'll find him one way or another. <laughs> they use him to get information and, of a completely different And story. I guess he knew. Like one of the last things he... He was the last guy to see this at Seltzman, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And that he even had left his fiance a receipt for photographs that tells where he is so i mean yeah. it was one of the last things he yeah i, I do that like his his own agency had been trying to decode what these images were and apparently because you had to only look at very specific ones it was the whole thing of him using the slides and trying to use it to the decode i don't know i enjoy that that was that was cool that's like cool old school spy stuff mm-hmm. uh, we've been talking yeah, for a so while I, and I actually know. we have we have our, our wives are in the room this time they were absent for one reason or another last few episodes what'd you think of this son boy that was something else <laughs> uh, i also really enjoyed the decoding the photographs business i thought that was really cool it hurts my heart that number six has a fiance that he hasn't been able to 
see or get back to since he's been in the village. And now I think, oh, no wonder he's trying to get out so hard. Mm. I did spend a fair amount of time wondering what's going on. And I'm also wondering how does this tie in with the rest of the thrust of the series? It seems like the village's goal is to find out why did number six resign. But I feel like they didn't even touch on that question this time. And I was somewhat going, wait a minute, what does number six finding Dr. Seltzman have to do with finding out why he resigned? Mm. I mean, I think we have seen them sometimes doing experiments that are not related to that. Hmm. But it does get confusing sometimes when it's all so number six focused, whatever their current project is, that seems like it should be related somehow. And plus, it was very interesting that party that he went to, I was trying to figure out if that was the exact same place that they had done when they did the dream episode mm-hmm. with them. I can't tell whether it's purposely supposed to be the same place or it's... Uh, just a reuse set. Like, they just have limited number of sets. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah, it could be either. It looked very much like the courtyard. It's at once like, yep. I've seen that courtyard. Yeah. I, I think it's the same location. I, I, mm-hmm. it, it's like, it could be because... If there's a connection to he went to this party shortly before he resigned or, yeah, just reset. But it's interesting because this episode brought up some of those themes of, like, with the professor can swap minds. I mean, the village wants it because then you can make the perfect spy. Because then you can trade a spy back, but it's actually your person. Your guy, yeah. Um, and again, I think it's probably why the British were looking for it, too. <laughs> I mean, they're both doing the same thing. And then we have the discussion with the scientists where it's like, you know, the regret for, like, splitting the atom. You know, like, you, you've you opened up the can of worms that mm-hmm. you're not putting back in. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the scientist was wily at the end, and he managed to uh, <laughs> do a three-way transfer where he put number six back in his body, but he swapped bodies with the... The colonel guy. The, the colonel, the government stooge guy. Tell number one I did my job. <laughs> and the scientist escapes, although I'm like... Mm. They've been able to call helicopters back before, but yeah, eh, still, we'll let him get away with it this time. <laughs> I did enjoy that. I thought that was very clever of the scientist. Mm-hmm. Like, as he was being camera watched while he was trying to do the swap, I thought, uh, uh, that's right, he doesn't know how the village operates, <laughs> and that they're going to just watch him anyway. Yeah, still get what they want out of him, but nope. <laughs> He yeah. found a way to still protect his his information. Yeah, and I was even happier. I thought he might be, like, killing himself in the process so that mm-hmm. the information might be lost. Like, they still wouldn't get what they wanted, but, like, he would just be have a tragic end. It's like, nope, he just escaped. So, okay. <laughs> cool. Natasha, do you have any other thoughts about this? Is this the first time they've referenced number one? I mean, they've certainly talked about higher-ups, but they specifically mention number one in this i just don't remember i feel, I feel like he's been number six will say who is number one sometimes yeah, that's never, a never never answer, answer. I, no. I don't know if they have said number one or not he's, i feel like at some point i feel like he got a call from number one uh, or number two got a call from number one we got we got a call from someone but i don't think we ever i don't know if they ever said well i don't know I don't well i mean know. they didn't say who he was this time but yeah but yes they didn't name drop or number drop him but uh, but not very often at all you're right mm. it is kind of unusual to hear it i think that is an interesting point you bring up though about um both the people in the village and number six's employers are trying to decode this thing and find a doctor. Mm-hmm. I guess that does imply somewhat that whoever runs the village is not, well, at least not the same agency the number six came from. Yeah. 
or at least not those upper high up yeah those people yeah in the, yeah. i mean whether it is actually affiliated with the british government or not i guess it's still yeah, ambiguous at this point yeah but. I did have another thought. It was so annoying that they didn't say his name. <laughs> They're like, what's your name? You want my real name or my code name? Your code name. So it gives like three or four different code names. I know. It, ah. And it got, it, it was particularly awkward in the conversations regarding his fiance. Like, yes. <laughs> he and yeah. It's like, pronouns. <laughs> At this point, the writers are obviously not for the sake of whatever they're obviously not going to tell us his actual real name no, we're not knowing it there's no way <laughs> yeah. i don't know i feel like that's all i got for this one yep. again it, interesting to see the machinations going on and again one of the most espionage episodes we've had in a little while mm-hmm. i think and widest world in some ways yes yes we did not spend very much time in the village at all this episode mm. And uh, Patrick McGowan got to sit this one out. No, he just laid in a chair most of the time. He had like two lines. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to, to watch. I was very curious if the actor watched him to, to try to pick up some of his mannerisms yeah. to try to use it. I felt like maybe I was seeing some of it, but maybe I'm just reading that into it. But anyway, fun episode. Hope you uh, folks are enjoying it. Stay tuned to uh, your podcast, your choice for more episodes of The Weekly Hijack. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. And the ladies. Janelle and Natasha. Bye-bye.